Welcome to Pathway Church Online. We're honored you tuned in today. It's our purpose to help each person believe in Jesus, belong to a church family, become a fully devoted follower of Christ, and build God's kingdom. We believe today's message will help you do just that. It will change your life if you listen and apply it. For more information about Pathway Church, please visit www.pathwaychurchok.com. Now, let's go together and hear today's message. Guy, one time, it was, it, it's, the church had, had a wedding ring on the guy. said, you know, you got that wedding ring on the wrong finger. He said, I know I married the wrong woman. <laughs> See, the issue, is, the issue is not finding the right person. Folks, here's what happens. You stop sowing into the marriage. If you stop sowing, the marriage grows colder. Are you listening to me? It grows colder when you do that. Uh, I've had person after person say, we went on vacation, maybe drove to California, to Florida, spent a lot of time driving, came back, and our marriage was rekindled. Why? Because they sat in a car for days on end talking and doing the things they once used to do, and they rekindled their passion. Is that the way it works? You bet it is. See, you, you reap what you sow. Robert Morris um, Great pastor in Dallas. And Robert Morse, he said, I've always had the ability to speak very well. He said, I can beat my wife in any argument because I'm, I'm good with words. And he said, in our younger days in marriage, we'd have an argument. I'd beat her. She'd go to the bedroom and cry. And I would go, I did it. I won. And he said, one day, he said, we'd had an argument. She was back in the bedroom crying. And I went, I won. And God said this, I don't like the way you're treating my daughter. He said, it stopped me right in my tracks. He said, I went to her and I repented and I apologized. And we spent days and days talking and it rehealed our marriage. You see, folks, falling in love is not some big mystery. People say things like, oh, love shot me. <laughs> Cupid got me. That's dumb as dirt. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> folks, you, you always love what you start putting your attention upon. I see, I've had people to say, come in counseling, I don't, love my, my, I don't love my spouse. I say, no big deal. You didn't love her when you met her. <laughs> That's not a problem. But what happens, you begin to do things, and as you do things, then you begin to find a relationship developing. Isn't that true? You start spending time talking. You go out, and with that happening, it begins to develop. But I'm skipping over a bunch of answers, I feel like. Am I skipping over some things? Let's fill some answers. I'm maybe just kind of rambling up here. Hey, falling in love happens because we give our best to a particular relationship. We give our best to a particular relationship, and all of a sudden, uh, it begins to change, and there's a reason why. If you look right above that one, three words that will change your life, feelings follow actions. If you begin to act a certain way, you'll begin to feel a certain way. I went to OSU back years ago as a 21-year-old guy, I was a mid-junior in college there, and I met Lynette. Now, they said to me, we met this girl, you need to meet her. Number one, she's really talented, she's pretty, and her parents are rich. I knew it was God with that right there. That's God. <laughs> and, so, and so we begin to date. 
and we spent all kinds of time talking, and we talked and we talked and we talked, and folks, we began to fall in love, and after 46 years, we're still talking, and that passion is still there because you reap what you sow. But if I start neglecting and start ignoring, you will always have the passion leave. But if I will refocus and go back to doing the things you did at first, the passion will return. Is that true? It always is. You go back to the basics, and by maintaining that, you can maintain the passion that you want to have. Um, the Bible says you always reap what you sow. I put in the green ink there. You will become passionate about what you focus your attention upon. You become hot for God by living for God. But if you ignore God, your passion for God will go away. See, I put down there in some green and some blue ink there, um, choose areas of your life where you want to have a passion. I live, I was a fairly passionate life. I have my, all my life, but there's a reason why. I've identified areas that are a big deal to me. For example, I wake up every morning, I walk from the bedroom to the kitchen, get a glass of water, and go to my office, and I spend one to two hours alone with God. Why? I want to keep my passion for God there. I spend time reading my Bible, praying, worshiping God. Lynette does the same thing. She goes to her room. And, and so we do that. What are we doing? We're keeping that passion because you reap what you sow. Okay, it always, it always works out that way. I have other areas. My personal growth is a big deal. My family's a big deal. My ministry's a big deal. My fun life is a big deal. My spiritual life, my marriage, my friendships, the church I'm a part of, these are areas that as I keep these as the focal areas, I will reap in those areas. But if I stop sowing, I will lose the harvest, the benefits or the blessings of those areas. Okay, I've got, to, I've got to remember to keep the main thing the main thing because what happens, we live the distracted life. Other things come along, Bubba gets Bambi, got on the wall, it's my trophy, and he goes and starts getting involved in other stuff. And what happens? It gets cold with Bambi. He says, what happened? Well, Goober, here's what happened. You put on a wall and you went off someplace else. You cannot ignore because God made a rule that you will always reap what you sow. If you don't sow, you don't reap. Never, it always works out that way. And, and people forget that and they somehow want to harvest. Look what God says from the spiritual perspective. He says, you adulterers, speaking to the church, he says, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again, if you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. You and I cannot put a foot in the world and a foot in God and think you're going to maintain a passion for God. Folks, if this church is going to have a passion for God, it must be a church that has a focus upon God, not trying to run two races at the same time. You see, Lynette and I have, in, in my whole life, I've never messed with another woman. I've had many times offers. Not an issue. The exclusivity brings the focus of passion. I've always been focused upon God now for over, over 50, almost 50 years now. I've been a follower of Christ because I focus exclusively. All the other things are not options to me. And God says, you adulterous, you cannot be a friend of the world and a friend of God. Decide your focus because what you sow is what you're going to reap. I have a good relationship with God. I'm not lucky. It's a result of sowing and reaping. I've had 46 years of a good marriage. That's not lucky. Now, I'm blessed. It's not lucky. 
It's a result of sowing and reaping. We've had a wonderful life, the result of sowing and reaping. God established a law. What you sow is what you're going to reap. But you not only sow what you reap, or you don't need to reap what you sow. On the back page, you reap where you sow. You reap not only what you sow, you reap where you sow. A farmer doesn't go sow thing is it's in, in his field and go to his neighbors to get the harvest. <laughs> See, you can't sow over here and go reap a harvest over here. You reap not only what you sow, you reap it where you sow. And as a Christian, I must guard where I'm sowing my life because I can get involved in many good things. But I will reap in that area, not where I want to. See, the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. You always reap where you sow. Look what Jesus said in the book of Matthew. He said, don't store up treasures on earth where they can be eaten by moths and get rusty, where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where they will never become moth-eaten or rusty or they will be safe from thieves. Look at verse 21. Wherever, notice the word where, wherever your treasure is, there your thoughts and your heart will be also. Folks, wherever you put your focus, you must sow into your marriage if you're going to reap from your marriage. Amen? You must sow into God if you're going to reap with God. You must sow into your life if you're going to reap a passionate life. You've got to sow into your kids if you want to have passion there. You must sow into the area because you will reap what you sow, but you will also reap where you sow. And that's a simpler principle, but it's such a big deal. Um, years ago, Taylor, what time did you be dinner time-wise? I didn't leak my timer when I started. Five more minutes? Okay. Okay, let's just skip that story and go on. Let's give you some areas that can, that can cause a loss of passion. What things can cause a loss of passion? Number one, folks, friendship can make you lose your passion. You get focused upon other people and you start taking the focus off your spouse. I've seen many men get caught up in their hobbies and their sports and they leave their wives behind. Why? Friendships can ruin your passions. I've seen people, families get divorced. Why? People get so caught up in their friends, they stop sowing into their spouse, they sow into their friends, and it falls apart. Know what I'm talking about? Friendships can ruin your marriage. Now, so nothing wrong with friendships, obviously, but they're to be secondary, not primary. Number two, uh, children can ruin your marriage because you get so taken, taken up with kids. Now, whenever I, men, you don't want to counsel with me. When a woman, husband and wife come in, I have one assumption. The man's already messed it up. <laughs> I, I, I've done too many years. If they come in, the, well, I had one lady one time, she said, she came in, she was mad. She said, he's an idiot. And she said, he's an idiot. And she said, he said, he just sits around at night thinking of stupid things to do. I said, no, he doesn't. It comes naturally. You have to think about it. <laughs> Is that kind of right, man? We kind of that way, aren't we? We just we got a natural gift for coming up with stupid. We don't we don't even train him. We just got that one down. I'm a, I can pass that class. And people come in and they they go do do stupid things. And so many times a woman has a husband that's that's ignoring her doing his things, and she puts a focus on the kids. And you have her focusing upon the kids. You have him focusing upon his hobbies and career and friendships. And they wonder why the two paths part. Why? They've stopped having the same focus. 
okay? You, kids can do that, not because of anything wrong with kids, but, but folks, kids are temporary. I, I recognize what they're beginning, our kids were passing through. And, and the kids, they liked living at home real well. And so I said, guys, when you're 21, you've got to move out. And because they would have stayed, Josh, but Josh would have stayed his third page. He'd still be living at home today if we hadn't kicked him out. He, he, <laughs> he, he liked it real well. And I said, at 21, they, they worked for the, meet the church, so they had their money. I said, you got to move out. At 21, Josh moved out and never came back. Uh, Tater got 21, and uh, he moved out half a mile down the road to an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and then I bought an RV. He moved out of the apartment moved back, moved back into my RV. I had to sell my RV just to get him out of the house. <laughs> he really liked it there. But I'm fully aware, folks, kids are temporary. We were talking with Mike. When you're a parent and you got young, young couples, you can't imagine your kids ever leaving. When you get older, you can't imagine them staying either. <laughs> the empty nest is a good nest. It really is. And, and so what happens, you go through seasons. So recognize you've got to put the focus upon your mate because when the kids were gone, it is now Lynette and me and two dogs. <laughs> as long as the dogs are gone, I'm the boss. <laughs> Okay, and you can, you can get re the wrong folks with kids. Number three is your career can bring a distracted focus. You get caught up in other things, and so many men, they find their marriage has gone cold because they're focused on their career, and they don't reap where they've sown it, and they reap something else. The fourth area is their hobbies. Men love to play. We love, men love toys. I, I, my, I thought I liked toys. My boys, they bought more toys than I ever bought. They like toys. Guys like toys. Okay? You can get all this stuff going, and with all these toys, sports and cars and shopping and all the things, you begin to be refocused, and you fall away from the basic principles of the, of the things that are important to us. Okay? You've got to keep those things. You've got to keep the main thing the main thing, because you reap what you sow. You reap, number two, where you sow, but number three, you only reap while you sow. You stop sowing, you stop reaping. Folks, I I've told Lynette for many years, she's getting humorous, if you get a better offer than me for a husband, I'd take it. <laughs> to my boys, if you all get a better offer for another home, a bedroom in hours, I'd take it if I were you. <laughs> you see, we have really worked at our marriage because I know this, that our marriage will only be good while we're working on it. You reap what you sow, you reap where you sow, but you only reap while you sow. The tragedy today, most people stop sowing, therefore they start reaping a marriage falling apart. You only reap while you sow it. If you stop, you give up. I mean, it starts falling apart. And folks, one of the things I could tell young people today is you can, you've got to always be courting your mate. Amen? You always be courting. Why? Because what got her... It's what keeps her. It's, it's going to be the hours talking, being together. That's going to bring a great security. And that's what brings the passion there. It's doing the basic things. But you can't have your life and she having her life and think you're going to live going the right direction. Look what Jesus, in fact, I, I put down in the green ink. We must stop worshiping our emotions and waiting for the right things to happen. See, many people are emotional. I don't feel like it. Well, grow up and put your big boy pants on. doesn't matter how you feel. You live, champions live by choice. See, I, I, when I did a teaching, what it called, um, uh, uh, inspiration is for amateurs. That's a great statement. Three words, inspiration is for amateurs. 
Folks, people who win in life live by choices, not by chance. They make choices. And, and so what happens, don't let your emotions determine what you do. Look what Jesus came to the church in Ephesus, Revelation 2, 4. He said, I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at the first. You know what the amazing thing about the church in Ephesus? That was the Apostle Paul's church. He founded that. The Apostle Paul built the church in Ephesus. And Jesus said this, you've left your first love. The danger we have in our lives today, folks, we can leave the loves of our life because we forget you reap what you sow, you reap where you sow, but you reap while you sow. And if you will keep those three things as a focus, it will help you have the marriage that you want to have. It will help you have the walk with God that you want to have. It will help this church have the right focus and be a church that people come into and say, when you walk in, something is different here. But we've got to be aware that this doesn't occur accidentally. It occurs because God made a law. You're going to reap what you sow. Don't be deceived. You're going to reap it where you sow it, but you're only going to reap it while you sow it. Therefore, I want to be sowing all of my life because I want the harvest in all these areas that make up my life. And then I have a life of passion. Is that making sense to you today? Three little points that can make such a big deal because I've, and I'll wrap it up with this, I've talked with people so many times, and it's really too many men who are just dull, dry pieces of work. You know, and, 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 and you go, man, I'm glad I'm not married to you because just dull, dry. See, here's why you got married. You got married because you were better off with them than you were without them. Correct? Why do you get married to someone? When I married Lynette, I was better off with her than I was without her. But today, people have become such slackers in many areas, their mates are better off without them than they are with them, and there's where divorce takes place. They stop sowing into the marriage. They stop sowing in the right places, and they stopped continuing to sow in that marriage. Today, let me ask you a question. Are you passionate in your relationship with God, or is it just get by? Okay? How do I change that? You begin to start every day reading your Bible, praying. You go back to the basics. Look how Jesus said in wrapping it up down there. He said in verse 5, look how you've fallen from your first love. Turn back to me again and work as you did at first. Do what you used to do. Look at the last green ink. Success in life doesn't come from following your emotions. Success in life comes from practicing your beliefs until your emotions catch up. Okay? The fact is that I want to live a passionate life. Folks, I want Pathway Church to be a passionate church. I want you to have passionate marriages. I want you to be passionate about parenting. I want you to have a passionate life. And you're going to reap what you sow but you're going to reap it where you sow, and you will only reap it while you sow. Thank you for tuning in today. For more content like this, visit our website, www.pathwaychurchok.com, to see the variety of ways you can download this content and so much more. It's our pleasure that you would tune in, and we believe that if you take the content you just heard, write down the parts that spoke to you, and work on a plan to apply it, 
you will not be the same person a year from now. We hope today you can take this content, apply it, share it, let it change you, and you can become all God has called you to become. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll be together again soon. Until then, keep growing.